Is everybody happy? Good to see you guys. What a beautiful time in God's presence, amen? If he doesn't come, we're in a world of hurt, aren't we? Has anyone, um, I just, this is a shameless plug, the Daly family turned my wife and I and like millions of other people. Anyone heard of that app called The Chosen App? Raise your hand, nice and high. Go to your app store right now. Don't listen to me for 30 seconds. Everyone should be looking down at their smartphone right now. It is a, uh, a reenactment, a, uh, a mini-series on the life of Jesus. And I don't know if you've seen those before. You know, the sweetest Jesus with long blonde hair. This is one of the most accurate, probably what he looked like, and stories of the gospel. Everyone should be looking at their smartphone right now. Type in The Chosen or Chosen. My wife and I have been watching episodes of, of gospel stories reenacted with gorgeous cinema, you know, during the Mary, Magd- uh, uh, yeah, the Mary Magdalene scene. Just watch, watch the episode of Mary. You know, uh, I'm sitting there like, <coughs> you know, like the ugly cry that you're about. <coughs> I'm like, like, I care if my wife sees me crying. She's seen me way worse. And as I watch the story of Jesus with real people on this app that you can stream through your Roku devices or Apple TV, it's like an encounter with God. And so finally, I like, <laughs> you know, just like, I don't care what she says or feels or, because I look and she, she's usually a crybaby too. But I'm, I legitimately am, am not overstating it, am I, Andrew? For the, the, what these cinematographers and storytellers do, sticking to the text of the gospel, but seeing it, goodness. So everyone get it? The chosen or chosen? No one's, just say amen so I can move on, because I will. The chosen, it's on Android, for those who need prayer after the service, and iOS devices. The Chosen, phenomenal resource. You know, if you have someone that you're working on that doesn't yet know Jesus, that maybe they'll never open a book or the Bible, it's, hey, check out this mini-series. No, better yet, why don't you come over, I'll make dinner, and let's talk about what we saw. It is a phenomenal resource, not just for believers, but I'm believing for, for those curious about the faith or the story of Jesus. It Gosh, I mean, like every episode, just like weep fest, in a good way, just when you're melted by the reality of who Jesus is. It's so funny when, you know, one of the episodes he calls Peter and the, and the, you know, James and John and Peter and Andrew, the four, you know, two brothers, two brothers, both fishermen. And when he says, follow me, I'm like watching my screen like, where? follow you where? I'm in. Where do I go? So it's just, it, it's just been a neat kind of devotional. We've been watching an episode each night. And uh, say amen if you're going to commit to watching one episode of The Chosen. It's a very easy. Some of the episodes, they're only 30 minutes. Some are 45. It's a great, goodness sakes, it just melts your heart for Jesus. And um, there, everyone's happy. Everyone's Okay, get off your phones, okay, people. <laughs> oh, man, it's 11, and I have a really good message. <laughs> it's probably going to wait. Um, the Chosen. 
the chosen, the chosen. Chosen, the chosen. Chosen, the chosen. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just really, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to share something. I'm saving this. It's too good to rush. I'm not rushing this one. I'm not rushing this one. So, yeah, I mean, you guys don't have to clap, but I love you. I mean, that's very kind. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, talk amongst yourself for 20 seconds. I just want to share something that I really felt the Lord's grace on this week. Keep talking to yourself. Chosen. I'm going to pull it up. Just 10 seconds. Um, this week, I started to, I've always had it in my heart um, to write books. I know I'm going to write books. I'm going to say I'm going to write 50 50 books. That doesn't mean all like 250 pages long. Some can be 20 pages, 30. But this, just yesterday, I have all of these things I've written over the years. I mean, lots of things. And then finally, I open up pages, uh, which is the Apple version of Word. Everyone tracking with me? Word, pages, same thing. And they have a book writing template. And I'm like, click. Something happened when I click the book template. I'm not, I'm not, I'm literally not kidding. I clicked it and then I copied and pasted all of these things, various things I've talked about, Jesus and his kingdom and discipleship. I almost, I'm almost two books done just yesterday and they're not 300 pages. One's like 15 and one's almost 40 or 50. And I'm not bragging, I'm just testifying of the grace of God that, that those dreams and desires he put in your heart, they'll stay in your heart if you don't make the click. Oh, that's good preaching right there. Just a, that little act, pages, book template, click. Oh my gosh, it's already laid out in chapter format. All I got to do is write the book now. Something happened. So, I just felt when I went and put my earpiece on, we were supposed to be preaching on prayer. This has to do with prayer, I promise. I promise. <laughs> but I just want to share this, and I actually want to have a... a a good old-fashioned response time at the end of the message. Is that okay? It's just going to be very short. This isn't the 50-page book. This is the one that I want to write and, and, and put in, in the hands of all of your hands. You could give to your families, employers, employees, t- uh, friends, neighbors. It's just the book called The Yoke of Jesus. Can I just read it? It's very short. This is the very short one. It'll be way shorter than my long sermon, I promise. So here it is, the prologue. Our deepest prayer is that the words of this short little book will stir your heart for Jesus. In 1 Timothy 2, it says this, God wants all people to be saved. (laughs) What a God, right? I know everyone loves me. I'm okay. I'm just having a moment. God wants all people to be saved. What types? Okay, I gotta, I gotta read it. It's gonna, I can't preach while I read. I gotta pre- just read the stupid. Maybe we'll just get through the prologue today. <laughs> There's other churches that have better pastors that have their stuff together. I, all I know is how to lead with the heart, man, and my mind. Trust me, I use my mind all the time. Right now, I'm using it, but he's a real person, man. And on my epitaph, I like. Here lies Chad, who is going to be resurrected at the end of the age, who just burned for Jesus. That's all I want. They, so anyway, that's not in the notes, but 
God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there's one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. That's right, I put it, that's right. God wants every person on the planet to come to a knowledge of the truth. Not just head knowledge or the mastery of information or content. Rather, God wants you and I to have a real relationship with him founded upon his truth. Jesus tells us point blank, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And when you receive my truth and abide in my truth, you experience new life, freedom, and flourishing. Who wants some of that today? New life, freedom, and flourishing. So let's dive in to the greatest invitation and discover what the yoke of Jesus is all about. Isaiah 55, 2 says this, Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Who's been there before? You've labored, you've purchased, you've the ever-elusive grasp. Every person on the planet has an incredibly personal story filled with many ups and downs. Say amen if I'm talking to you. Sorrows and setbacks, tragedies and triumphs, Heartaches, headaches, and happiness. First paragraph. Buried beneath the soil of every heart is the image of God. That means every story, no matter its current reality or condition, has unbelievable potential and worth. Did you know that? Because you bear the mark of God on the inside, you are valuable, beautiful, significant, and desirable. Sorry, you can't wish those things away. And God does not make mistakes. In every story, there are unforeseen twists and turns that can leave us feeling lost or with a deep, deep sense of feeling hopeless or helpless to change our story or better, to exchange it for another story. Some of these twists and turns are the result of our own choices. Can I get an amen? Amen while others are done to us by those around us in our lives. All of us have been there where our stories hit a dead end. No matter your barrenness or your brokenness or the missteps or the mistakes or the sins or the sorrows or the helplessness and hopelessness you are experiencing or have experienced, every person has been summoned by name to bring their story and respond to the greatest invitation ever given to humanity. Before we get into the very brief nuances of that invitation, two things need to be said. First, each of us is carrying a yoke. A yoke from which we derive ultimate meaning, purpose, and a vision for life. Agree or disagree? We're all walking on some path, following some story in some way right now. This applies to every single person on the planet. We're all carrying something. Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. Secondly, we usually pick our way based upon what we want, will, and wish. We're creatures with deep longings, with lusts and passions and desire. 
And because we're creatures of desire, we often follow a way that affects ourselves and impacts those around us in negative, detrimental ways. Why? Because what we want isn't always what's best for us. Can I get an amen? This is why so many of us, maybe even in this room, find ourselves on destructive paths. These paths that began just by doing what we wanted or felt or wished. Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many that enter through that. But the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are only a few who find it. So then, with those two things settled, the invitation to a better story is given to you and to me right in the midst of whatever path we're walking on or whatever, other, whatever way we're headed. So lean in and listen to these words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In this passage, Jesus presents himself as the very source of life itself. He calls it rest for your souls. Say rest for your souls. What the heck does it mean to have rest in your soul? Jesus is saying that in the deepest part of who we are, we can experience ultimate, say ultimate, ultimate peace, ultimate joy, ultimate life, ultimate love, purpose, acceptance, and satisfactions. These primal longings of every human heart are planted within each one. Every person. The problem is we try to possess these longings through our own means and our own measures. The result? Come on, somebody, be honest. Temporary joy or happiness at best. But once the feeling fades, we're left with emptiness and only a larger void to fill next time. So when Jesus offers us rest in our souls, it's really good news. We cannot earn this rest. We can't strive for it. We can't perform well enough or produce for this rest to become our own. This rest is a gift wrapped up in an invitation to trust Jesus as the Lord of our life and to believe that he alone is the adequate source for deep and abiding joy and satisfaction. Not only is Jesus the source for this rest, but he's also the teacher for all of life. Has anyone ever found themselves needing guidance, needing instruction, needing wisdom, needing help? That's right. Jesus is a teacher for every single aspect of your life, for your family, for your finances, for your friendships, for your time, your treasure, your talent, your work, your play, your leisure, all of it. Jesus calls you and I to become his students, which is what he means by taking up his yoke. A yoke was an idiom for the content, 
character and the contours of a teacher's way of life and their teachings. So Jesus is basically saying, learn to live life as I live life. That's what it means to take the yoke of Jesus. Learn to live like me. Jesus doesn't offer us some advice for a spiritual life and for our future eternal destination, although he certainly has plenty to say about that, but rather he has something to say about all of life. He wants us to experience life as he created now as we're invited to walk with him moment by moment by moment. So all of us are invited to take the yoke of Jesus And what's so incredible about saying yes to this invitation, bringing your story and laying it at the feet of Jesus, is that when you take his yoke, you find you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a brand new life. I want you to think about it one more time. We are invited to learn how to live directly from the one who invented life, Jesus Christ. Go back to the first part of the invitation. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. Jesus wants to take every other yoke off of our backs. Those yokes that we picked up along the way through the journey of life. Maybe some in this room are carrying the performance-based yoke where your acceptance and worth are directly tied to what you do and how you do it. Anyone carry that one on occasion? Perhaps it's the applause and approval-driven yoke that keeps you feeling like you can barely keep your head above the water as you're crippled by fear of what others think of you or you're enslaved by their opinions. Anybody? Maybe it's the ever-elusive yoke of seeking fame, fortune, and followers for your significance. But there's someone, someone, always someone bigger, always someone with more followers, greater class and charisma. And then there's the promise of the good life through the bigger, brighter, better thing everyone is talking about, yoke. We call it keeping up with the Joneses. Did you know that there's even a religious, busy, legalistic yoke that can far too often serve as a cheap and miserable substitute for real relationship with Jesus? So... Whatever the size, shape, or speciality yoke you're carrying, you and I both know that it's heavy. Come on, who's ever experienced the heaviness because of a yoke you've carried that wasn't the yoke of Jesus? Why? Why is it heavy? Because every yoke, every life and lifestyle that does not flow from Jesus who invented life is not easy and it is not light. Have you ever been there? Weary, exhausted, at the end of your your rope because of the yoke that's on your shoulders and it just seems impossible to take another step? The good news is that we're invited to cast aside those miserable yokes and exchange them today for the yoke of Jesus. Where we're invited to learn to live directly from Jesus based upon who he is, what he's done, what he wants to do in, around, and through you, and what he promises ultimately to do at the end of the age when he comes again to make all things new. And here's maybe my favorite part of the great invitation. Jesus, the one you're invited to learn life from, is gentle and humble in heart. 
That means he's not some mean-spirited taskmaster or an impossible teacher to please or that he's out to get you every time you make a mistake. No, he's gentle, humble, and he's full of compassion for every one of his students. (laughs) This is our deepest desire for you, that you would have a vision of the tenderness, love, and grace of Jesus, and that it would melt your heart that you would say yes to Jesus and the lifelong quest of learning to live all of life as he designed and destined for your good and his glory. Every person on the planet was meant to flourish in the love of Jesus, learning to carry the yoke of Jesus with others. You are invited today to be fully immersed in this epic story. The story that reveals a father who loves us. A story that reveals a savior who is full of grace and the healing power and presence of the Holy Spirit. There's room in this story for you. So open up your heart and welcome the saving power of Jesus Christ. He is the author and the finisher of the only story that has no end. It's the story of his amazing love and everlasting kingdom. He invites you and he invites me to join his story and to take his yoke. And when we say yes to that story, we find the life we could never grasp or grip without Jesus giving it to us as a gift. If you'd like to respond to the love of Jesus and his invitation today, simply pray this prayer. And before I pray this prayer, I'm just, I'm not just reading and wasting our time. I am done with a prayer. There's just a prayer here. But is there anyone in this room just right now who's like, I actually want to say yes to the yoke of Jesus. I want to respond. I'm heavy. It is heavy. I'm not walking around with a light, easy burden. I'm not learning how to live life from Jesus. I'm, I'm on this path of destruction and decay. And if Jesus is taking students, well, goodness gracious, I want to be one. If that's you today, will you just stand to your feet before I pray this little prayer? Just today, you say, I, I want to respond. Maybe you've already responded in the past, but maybe today is your first time responding. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to sit down. You say, I want to take the yoke of Jesus. I, <laughs> my yoke is miserable. It's heavy. It's impossible. My master, myself, or my flesh is impossible to please. Always wants more. It's never good enough. And I'm exhausted. Anyone weary and burdened today that just wants to exchange their yoke for the yoke of Jesus? Anyone else? Just if you want to stand where you're at. So good. Just look around. Don't be shy. Look around at all those standing who just today want to say yes to the yoke of Jesus. And if you're by somebody standing, before I pray, then I'll put this on the screen. Justin, if you can put air server on for me, I'll mirror it. Can you just go by someone standing? And you don't have to interrupt them, but just out of solidarity to say, because my ending is coming about being yoked with others who are following Jesus. But I just want to pause. Let's just find somebody standing. Don't be shy. Because none of us needs to walk alone. 
but we want to be yoked with Jesus today. And if you would, just look at the screen and read this with me. This is a simple prayer, nothing magical about it. It's just the best, simplest. Let's read it together and pray it. Dear God, I thank you for loving me and my family enough to send Jesus Christ, your only son, into the world to give his life and display his love on the cross where he hung and died for my sins. Thank you, Father, for raising your son in power back to life from the dead three days later, conquering sin, hell, death, and the grave forever. That means that his story has no end. That means that no matter what feels dead, helpless, or hopeless in my story doesn't have to be the end either. I give you my story, Jesus, and ask that you would rewrite it with your love. Take all of me. I open my heart and surrender my life to you right now. I want to throw off all the heavy yokes I have picked up throughout my life and receive your yoke that is easy and your burden that is light in exchange. I receive your rest in my soul. I want to follow you each and every day for the rest of my life. Thank you for being my savior, my teacher, and my friend. I love you, Jesus, and thank you for the gift of eternal life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So the Bible says if you prayed that for the first time with faith or the hundredth time with faith, that if you put your faith in Jesus, you're a brand new creation. Come on, someone say amen for the new creation. Becoming a new creation in Christ is like being born again, where we get to learn to live a totally new way to live. This means right now, for those who prayed that prayer, and those who've already prayed it but are saying yes to Jesus again, you have a new beginning. And here it is, listen. The best way to learn to live your new life in Jesus is with others. Can I get an amen? No one is meant to journey or travel alone. When Jesus walked on the earth, he called men and women to follow him, and he formed a community of disciples around him. A disciple simply means a student, a learner, and an apprentice. So let's jump into this journey together. Amen? So, let's get yoked to Jesus. And uh, as we close, can we all just stand up on our feet? I just felt like I was supposed to do that. We'll save the, the other messages for later. But how many are thankful for the invitation to, to learn how to live from Jesus? I mean, what a neat... What a humble, gentle Savior. A humble, gentle Savior who's so wise, so loving. He's so full of compassion. And he can help you. 
I mean genuinely help. Your marriage, your finance, he can help you. You check in with him. You, you open the book. You start following him and learning what it means to be his son or daughter, his disciple. He, your, he, can, he will transform your life. Already on the inside, you're a brand new creation, but sometimes walking as a new creation can feel clumsy. Can I get an amen? You're learning how to live out of a different story. That's okay. Come on, say that with me. That's okay. One more time. That's okay. You and I carried yokes our whole life until we met, Jesus met us on a road, whatever road we were walking. He said, there's another way to live. And so it takes a while, it takes a lifelong to learn what does it mean to live life as Jesus intended. That's why we need each other. Right? That's why we need each other. And so I just want to pray just for us, just a community of Jesus followers who are saying yes to the yoke of Jesus, to learn how to live out of his teaching, out of his model, his example, and to live not just hoping to get better, but empowered by the Holy Spirit. So just put your hand over your heart. And I pray, Father, right now that your Holy Spirit would fill every student. That's what disciple means. Every person that has said yes today or in the past, but they're saying yes again, Jesus, I want to carry your yoke. Jesus, I want to follow you all the days of my life. I want you to, Father, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would fill your church, fill your people. God, that we would literally learn what it means to live as if you were living in us and through us, because you are. (laughs) So, Lord, I thank you for your yoke. Thank you for breaking those yokes of heaviness, those impossible yokes that we could never bear, that killed us and suffocated us. Thank you for the life that flows from you, Jesus, to us right now. Thank you for your grace and your love. Lord, I pray just for unbelievable connections in this room. I pray for new friendships, new communities to blossom and to flourish. What do we do? We look at Jesus together and learn how to live in light of who he is, what he says, what he's doing, and what he promises to do. That's it. We look to Jesus together. So God, I pray just that you would connect us, empower us to be that community of Jesus lovers, Jesus followers together for the sake of your great name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, love you. If you need prayer, come on up. If not, We'll see you guys next week or this week at the altar. See you at 7 a.m. tomorrow. If you need prayer or counsel, come on up front.